It says scaring a sharing about a hundred times in there. This is scaring a sharing. Yes, the podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. Hello. Hey, what's up? You sound great. I do sound so good. Um, so uh, we are the Scare Boys. I'm here today with the original Sasquatch Slim, Jeremy Rusk. And I am here with, today you sound really smoky and sultry, <laughs> Brandy Joe Planbeck, the flame and scream queen himself. Yes, so we totally plan on doing a Thanksgiving episode this week, and I got COVID, so mm-hmm. it's just like deja vu, though. It's like the exact same conference I went on last year, came back, tested the next day, COVID. No one else I went with got COVID, <laughs> just like last year. Oh, no. <laughs> Just you. Uh, so annoying. So sorry, guys. We played a trick on you. This it's was so not the intended episode. Yeah. We are pivoting and doing something that maybe no one even wants to talk about anymore. I don't know. It's a couple weeks old, but whatever. Yeah, yeah we're doing it. <laughs> People are fucking crazy about this movie, so we will. Yeah. We're going to talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. You already know. You already clicked on it. Yeah, it's one of the top movies on Letterboxd still, so we're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Jeremy, how are you? Doing, Doing well. Doing well. Good. So if you've never listened to this show before, typically Jeremy and I will assign a movie to the person they've never seen before, then we'll go away, watch them, come back and talk about them, um, or on occasion we'll go see a new release together and talk about that one, and sometimes we just watch a singular one and talk about it, like this week. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah. We, we we view at home, but it's the same movie, so yeah. 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 So it's been fun because since I got COVID, like... I got home super late and then saw my husband for all of like 30 minutes, the, the car ride home, tested the next morning, immediately popped up very, very positive and have since been quarantining this mm. whole time. So I got to see Joe for all of like 30 minutes and now I'm just been stuck in my room. So when you um, have, cause you've gotten COVID, right? Yeah. Did you, did Sarah get it as well? Uh, yeah. So. I have had it at least twice. Okay. Because funny enough, one time I never even knew I had it. So I must have been entirely asymptomatic. Uh, and I only found out because I happened to like go to the doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, and they did blood work and they were like, by the way, you got antibodies. So that means you recently had an infection. So I was like, wow. oh, okay. okay. Well, I never had any symptoms. Uh oh, never noticed. Um, and then there was a time like I for real got it and felt it, but Sarah got it too. So we both had it at the same time. Um, it's and so then much better. There was another time where she got it. Um, and then, but she was on. <laughs> She got it and after like a trip or something, but I don't know. I just never got sick. So, okay. So, yeah, because yeah. Joe is like, anytime I'm sick ever with anything, he's like, oh my God, stay away. <laughs> like, he's oh, okay. very, yeah, very paranoid. So, in particular with COVID, that is the case. So, I have just like literally been upstairs. I mean, he'll occasionally like bring me food and stuff, you know, not occasionally. I mean, he's been very good. He's like, went to the store and bought me a bunch of stuff. He's and... like, I guess I'll give you some food today. <laughs> no, he's been very good about taking care of me through a door. Like, it's like I'm, uh, you know, a princess in a castle. Uh-huh. Um, so, that's what it feels like. And I, okay, good. It's yeah. not like here's your bucket of fish heads. <laughs> <laughs> but i have it as much as like i i had a dream last night about zombies which is not something that happens very often oh um, that i have horror related dreams i just remember running around in this town late at night trying to figure out the best method and i was with someone who i didn't like and that's all i remember um and I, but I have I watched like one old scare. I watched that John Carpenter movie. Somebody, someone's watching me. Have mm. you seen that? No, that's With, one I've um, never oh, seen. Oh, it's fun. It uh, it was made or at least came out the same year as Halloween. So I don't. It's mm-hmm. just bizarre to think that they both came from him. 
because they're very different. But Lauren Hutton and Adrian Barbeau, and they're both fantastic, very strong female characters. I love it. Adrian Barbeau is a lesbian in it. It was a TV movie. Yeah, I was gonna say and it's a television movie, right? It is, but it's so good. Like I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I gave it three stars, so I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, this shit was amazing. But <laughs> like, you know, old TV movies for the most part, I'm really not a big fan of. Like so, yeah, I I highly recommend it. It was it was a good time. But aside from that, I've been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules. So there you go. And sleeping. That's that's really it. So good times. Um, yeah. What have you watched, Jeremy? Since we last spoke, I've been uh, digging into some old, uh, rewatching some old Mystery Science Theater three thousand episodes. What's uh, been a highlight? Because that's been like that's what I do this time of year because their turkey day marathon is coming up that they always uh stream on their various channels uh just you know old episodes with new like host segments so i like to dig up dig up old stuff i've been watching the netflix era again right now um i just watched the movie avalanche the Hmm. other day when they did that which is a it's essentially jaws but at a ski resort and instead of a shark an avalanche happens um okay yeah and it's got uh rock hudson in the lead as the like owner of the ski resort that doesn't want to uh shut it down even though there's danger of a a horrible avalanche coming and mia farrow is in it um my and it's it's a particularly like not good movie (laughs) like i can't imagine it being fun to watch without you know the mystery science theater 3000 people making fun of it the whole time like yeah i would not be able to sit through this thing without that added you know components so is it so so bad it's good like is there any redeeming quality to it um some of the the scenes like when the avalanche finally happens some of that's hilarious like the way they stage it and the effects they use are ridiculous and then it like then it causes us there's like a bunch of accidents like related to the like the avalanche like there's a gas leak in the place and then the kitchen explodes because somebody lights a cigarette you know and all kinds of uh collateral damage like that and it just feels very uh like a primitive final destination thing going on in certain scenes so okay yeah it's fair faucet have her traditional fair faucet hair and be a pharaoh Mia Farrow. Sorry. Yeah. I, I totally heard Farrah Fawcett. That's yeah. So crazy. Did I say Farrah Fawcett? I meant Mia Farrow. I don't Farrow. know. I, 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 I don't remember what I said. COVID. I thought you me. said Farrah Fawcett, but you probably no. said Mia Farrow. Mia, what about, was it Mia Farrah Fawcett? <laughs> yeah. Mia, Mia, Mia Farrow is like, you know, sleepwalking through the movie. You oh, know, okay. it's, it's like, it's not great. It's okay. not great. And okay. it's later. It's also later Rock Hudson too. Like not in his heyday as a leading man, he's like older. So I think this was towards the end of his career. Now, in regards to this Turkey marathon, does that just mean like these movies are turkeys or is there some other sort of theme to it all? Yeah. I mean, so they, they had historically always done like whatever cable channel they were on. Like originally they were on comedy central, uh, back in the day. And then for a minute, the show was on the sci-fi channel. Uh, and that was always like a programming block. I think the first one just happened by happenstance where comedy central was like, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, what do we want to play? Let's just do a bunch of reruns of Mystery Science Theater 3000. But the uh, okay. the creators of the show thought that was like a great idea. And they're like, if you guys do that, we'll record some like fun wraparound segments, some new stuff to play like in between these old episodes. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is Turkey Day and these movies are turkeys. So, yeah, it's always gone hand in hand now. OK. Uh, and which you said it's on Comedy Central. The marathon. It used, it used to be that was back in the day originally. Now what they do is they run it on like their YouTube channel and stuff like that. So okay, if you log in on uh, on YouTube and look them up, they're on Pluto TV, like all those streaming those twenty four seven streaming uh, uh, sites. Mystery Science Theater three thousand has like a uh, channel on them usually. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's always fun. I like to do that when I'm bored. Not that not that family is ever boring during Thanksgiving, but <laughs> never. I like to on my phone check in and see what movie they're playing and watch that for a few minutes usually. So And what else? Did you watch anything else? That's that's been most of it. And then some Godzilla movies here or there. I don't know. That's another one. Probably because, you know, in the beginning of November, I think it's November 3rd is Godzilla Day. I've been uh revisiting some Godzilla movies here or there. And especially okay. to in anticipation of minus one, which comes out very shortly here. Yeah. When does it come out? 
I'm uh, surprised like, it hasn't like leaked on some de- of my sites. December first, I think, is okay. the American release. So okay, and it got it's getting rave reviews. So people fucking love it. Yeah, it's it's loved in Japan already. So, um, and let's see, what about news? What have you heard from news? News. I feel like I heard something. I was like, I gotta mention that, and now I don't remember what it was. So sorry, I got nothing. Uh, the only thing that I read was that when Scream Six came out, apparently, um, what's fucking uh, not Matthew Lillard? What's the other one? Skeet. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich like said Nev Campbell was like fond of the movie, mm. but she was recently at a conference, at, like you know, uh, what the fuck are they called? The Comic Cons or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Uh, yeah, Festivals. like a horror convention or a, a convention. Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she said, "Oh, I just watched it like two weeks ago for the first time." And so, and she said she was like, she said she really liked it. She was like, um, she's like, you know, I, I don't have hold nothing. I didn't, I don't wish the movie or the franchise ill will. You know, I really respect everyone in it. And she said she really liked it. So it was mm-hmm. an interesting little quote. There's like a video of her talking about it. So it's, you know, and and of course, I mean, what else is she going to say? Oh, I wanted them to fail. Like, you know, yeah, she exactly. But, but, but I hear still. there's there's chatter that they want to get her back for seven. So it would just be I would be so intrigued how that would all go down. Yeah, exactly. How they would do that now, especially since, you know, they've been. Six tried to steer away from needing to include her, so it's like, yeah, and then they bring her back in. I'm sure they'll come up that, with something now that they moved locations. Like, I would be super annoyed if they go back to Woodsboro because I feel we've done that so many times, and I would just yeah. be annoyed with it. Like, I feel like you got to keep the location <laughs> train going. Like, where are we gonna go next? Sort of like, oh, there you go. That's what I was gonna say. A trailer came out for the next Ghostbusters movie. Oh yeah, how that does comes it look? out next year? Uh, I mean, I'll see it. It looks fun. How was Afterlife? Um, Did you like that? I liked Afterlife. I know I saw plenty of people who were not fans, but I thought Afterlife was great. Afterlife felt like a uh, a fun sort of almost like a meta commentary for people like me that were, you know, little kids with the original uh, uh, Ghostbusters and have grown into adult people like just consuming, you know, Ghostbusters media <laughs> since uh-huh, then. Uh-huh. Uh, so it felt sort of like a meta narrative about that. And uh, this one looks really um it's called frozen empire uh you got like some sort of evil ghost thing is freezing new york from the look of the trailer so it looks like they're leaning into a heavier science fiction like bigger crazier sort of thing uh, and i just read a blurb online uh kumal nanjiani has a role in it uh and he said that the uh film the the writers and director of this installment we're actually taking inspiration from the real Ghostbusters, the animated series I used to oh. watch when I was a kid. So I'm like, oh, that explains why this is like tonally. It already looks different. It feels different, but it looks more in line with the cartoon series, which went for, you know, bigger, crazier, like science fiction kind of hijinks than the movies yeah. did. So so that should be fun. Yeah, I hadn't even heard that it was happening. And when I saw the trailer at first, I thought it was for like a video game. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know uh, it was that far along. I knew they were making another one, but I didn't know that they had done it already, and it's, like, ready to go. So it comes out, I think, early next year, so. Wow. Did you watch the Terrifier um, 3 trailer teaser? I I saw a teaser. There wasn't much to it, but so, yeah, it's not the one I think that they were talking about that was going to be in theaters, so. Yeah, I I think it was the same one, but like, oh, isn't it, it just? I don't know. I thought because from one of the quotes, it made he made it sound like it wasn't just a, ooh, yeah, a little he, teaser. But this one, from what I understand, I it saw literally it. is. It's like a little girl coming out, and she sees Santa, and then it's art. Right? Yeah, it cut. Yeah, and it cuts to our point of view as the viewer, and we see that it's actually art, and he like winks at the camera. Uh, so yeah, and then it cuts to another scene of him in like gory aftermath. So you're like, okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So that was it. So you're like, okay, it's a Christmas movie. We already knew that. I was hoping for more. Uh, let's see. So I feel like I had one other. It's not really news, but I 
was looking on my little my little secret streaming site and there was <laughs> there was a movie that sounded so horrible it's called holy shit man mm. and the description is a young woman is haunted by the monstrous spirit of the devil's plumber who seeks revenge on those who summon him to reality by calling his name doesn't that sound just absolutely dreadful? Yeah, in an amazing it way. It has eight reviews on Letterboxd. Oh, ranging good. Ranging from five from someone who was in the movie all the way down <laughs> to a half star. So, yeah. Those are my favorites for movies, like super indie, you know, things with barely any reviews on Letterboxd. And then you find like the one five star review and you're like, huh, okay, what's this one all about? And then you read it, and they're like, I helped make this movie. And you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like, of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah, I find that all the time on there, so. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's something for you. Yep, there you go. Any other news, then? No, I think that's it. All right, well, let's read some Terragram, shall we? Let's do it. Why don't you kick us off? I will. Uh, and this comes from the goth botanist, Lauren. And Lauren, Lauren writes... A quick telegram, since I rambled through the last one like a crazy person. <laughs> and a quick editorial here. You're not a crazy person. Not no. any crazier than we are. So you're That's in good right. company. Uh, anyway, Lauren writes, I'm definitely going to check out Next of Kin when I get a chance. You both sounded way too excited about it to ignore. Hell House LLC Origins was pretty good. I had to get my brain to accept that it takes place after number three, but then I was able to ride along and they tied it together pretty well. Demonia, typically weird Italian flick by Fulci that I caught on the Shutter streaming channel and rode through boobs and Satan and awkward acting. Uh, mm. Dawn of the Beast. I sent this to Jeremy already. But I know there are other cryptid fans out there. Sasquatch, Wendigos, and a techno music showdown. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Yep. And she did send me a screen cap of that. And I'm like, oh, that looks like one of those great things you just find on streaming that are like, who made this and why? Uh -huh. But I have to watch it. So uh, anyway, and Lauren wraps up with cryptids. I'm a big softy for Mothman. I think partially because it's a big, giant black moth and it can be done so cute. But I'm also a fan of Wendigo, creepy image, terrorizing concept, Chupacabra, the reptilian version, not the mangy dog version, is a quirky quitter who you almost feel sorry for since he's just hungry. For one less considered, Tetzelverm. Honestly, I love pretty much all cryptids. I'm a fan of weird critters and faux species taxidermy. I mean, how can you not ignore something with a name like Puckwudgie or Squonk? <laughs> And then she sent us an image uh, of Disney Pixar's The Thing. And it's somebody manipulated a frozen screen cap. I looks love like. all those so much that like Disney presents whatever. I think they're so cool. I love yes. a good mashup. I just do. Always good. Always like good. Those also, trailer mashups, that shining one is just oh, like, yeah. the fucking best. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm a big fan of the Mothman as well. Um, and I feel like Mothman was huge for a minute because they did they made Mothman prophecies into a movie. Uh, and that like happened in a time when I was a teenager and really starting to get into uh, like paranormal stuff, even more heavily beyond your typical like Bigfoot and UFOs. I was like, oh, there's all this other weirder stuff. So I'd read the book, The Mothman Prophecies, and then the movie came out. So I'm about the Mothman. He's weird. Uh, and all those other fun critters she mentions, Wendigo, you know, that's had its moment in horror movies now. Chupacabra. Now, I know uh, we talked about the Mothman prophecy before the movie, which I'm a fan of. It yeah. does, like, the end, it goes into its own sort of final destination-y sort of thing. I don't know. That yeah. may not be the right way to describe it. But I was watching one of those Watch Mojo things of, like, the 10 best, like, scary documentaries or whatever. And there was one called The Mothman Legacy. Have you seen that? Maybe. I've seen I've seen a Mothman documentary like years ago that I don't sure remember. There's plenty. The, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember I watched one that was like overly long 
was the only thing because it was like four hours long. For, oh, this one's like 77 it. minutes. So, okay. Not yeah. That not that one. I watched a different one. Oh, I think the one I watched was called The Mothman Lives or something like that. It was like four hours. My super in depth. It was like a three hour thing about like everything about The Mothman. But yeah, um, I do want to watch more of those. I think The Mothman is a fascinating concept. Uh, and I don't know, character being whatever it is, it I don't disbelieve people that think they've seen something, but it is fascinating. And it really straddles that line between, you know, uh, cryptid, like something like Bigfoot, where people believe they're seeing like a flesh and blood animal that we've never discovered before running around and like a ghost story, because uh-huh. Mothman seems to be more of some sort of something that's not really there. You just think you saw it. So something more ethereal. So. Yeah, I, I am intrigued by the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. it's fascinating. Because it's really happened during this one time in like the 60s, right? Was the big yes. thing. Specifically, the Mothman, yeah, it's just this one. It's Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the 60s. People were seeing seemingly the same winged man creature thing flying around uh, on top of a bunch of other stuff. That's the thing is Mothman is like the most sensational piece of it. Uh, but at the same time, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, people were seeing UFOs all the time. Uh, people were getting visited by mysterious men in black uh, that were telling them, don't talk about what you saw uh, and threatening them. So there's a whole layer cake of conspiracy theory shit going on at that time in that place for whatever reason. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks, Lauren. I'm glad that you two can... Have your fun with your cryptids. We sure can. I love them. <laughs> I love cryptids. Give me a crazy weird animal somebody's claimed to see. I'm all about it. All right. Let's move on to Teacher Drew, who writes us and says, Good morning, Scare Boys. I'm looking forward to watching Blood Rage and Next of Kin. I watch so many horror movies that I often run out of something new to me to watch. Thanks for the recommendations. Jeremy, have you caught Frankenstein versus The Mummy from 2015? It popped up recently because of Damien Leone and the Terrifier movies. I'm curious about your opinion. I have to weigh in on Lauren's comments. My Starbucks drink of choice for my second of the day yes i hit starbucks twice daily is the brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso it is sublime and speaking of sublime my favorite candy is dark chocolate reese's they are life-changing well my friends i am off to see it's a wonderful knife the title is brilliant i hope the movie is as well till next time stay happy stay healthy stay you teacher drew in phoenix thank you teacher drew uh, I have not seen Frankenstein versus the Mummy, but I'm aware of it. And it's uh, like a new movie. Is it like wholeheartedly serious? It's well, not new, new. It's old. Uh, I mean, from, 2015 is not old. Yeah, I mean, I mean, compared to like 1930s when these other sure, ones came sure. out. Sure, it's a modern yeah. movie. Well, you yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. say that it's a modern movie. Um, yeah, but I haven't seen it. I remember it came out. Uh, I think it was supposed to be tongue in cheek. <laughs> like uh okay. you know sort of like an intentional b movie from what i remember i thought it looked cool uh for being an indie flick like an indie horror thing um but yeah i never got around to seeing it so i've always been interested so i do huh. want to I didn't check even it know out that existed because it of course just probably went right by my radar oh probably and it was you know it was like direct to dvd or whatever not even streaming. I think it got released like right to DVD when it came out. So the poster is kind of fun. The yeah, mummy looks, looks particularly frightening. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. As a two point five, and Teacher Drew gave it a three and a half. So yeah, yeah, it could be fun. I'm gonna have to hunt it down. Yeah, especially in, knowing it's Damien, uh, you know, Leone now and what he's gone on to do. It'd yeah, be interesting to watch it. Which that is so interesting. I feel like was did, is that before or after the first Terrifier? That would be before 2015. The first Terrifier. Oh no, sorry. After the Terrifier came out in 2000. No, wait, that's a short. 2011. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2016, so the year after. Oh, okay. So, but I think All Hallows Eve had come out first, yes, right? Yeah, that okay. did come out before. Yeah. So there you go. Which I've not seen that either. I've, I've always wanted to go back and watch that one too. To uh, See the origin of art, if you will. Yeah, and the short Terrifier, which I don't know if it is 
I know that the art is different. Art is a different person. Yeah, it's a different actor in his first. But it's funny because he doesn't look a whole lot, a whole different, a whole lot different. No, no. Um, but it's not a mask, you know. I mean, I'm sure that there are some prosthetics involved with like the cheekbones and things like that. So that probably mm-hmm. helps. Uh, but yes, then there is a short called Terrifier from 2011, and I don't know if that segment is directly put into All Hallows Eve or if it's a separate. Like if there's been, you know, multiple iterations. Yeah, not sure. Of the first time of that. And it's a wonderful knife I really want to see. I was, it seems like that seems like one that should have come out right to streaming. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does. It, I, and it seems to have just slipped out like under the radar. Like, and I don't too think early, I ever, I feel, I don't think I heard anything about it until it was already like on its way, like into theater. You know, it, it was released. Uh, and then all of a sudden people are talking about it. And I'm like, I didn't even hear about this movie like before yeah. that. So it just kind of showed up. Um, it's got some like, not huge names, but it has names in it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Justin Long. Yeah, Justin Long. Isn't Joel McHale in it as well, I think? Yeah, or is Justin Long? Am I crazy? I think he's in it. Double check, I guess. I'm ch- double checking, because I may have got... Yes, Justin Long, Joel McHale. Yeah. Love them. Catherine Isabel. Mm-hmm. Love her. And you have not seen American Mary, right? No. Yep, I didn't think so. All right, well, we'll have to watch that one of these days. One of these days. Because she's just great. I love her. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for writing. You can hit us up to scaringasharing at gmail.com or follow us on Insta, scaringasharing. All one word. That fucking right. Anything else you want to talk about, Jeremy? No. I'm, I think I'm ready to get to that movie. All right, let's do it. So we, this week, are talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. And Mm -hmm. this film came out this year, 2023, the year of our Lord, and it is directed by Emma Tammy. And the tagline on Letterboxd is, can you survive five nights? And the description is, recently fired and desperate for work, a troubled young man named Mike agrees to take a position as a night security guard at an abandoned theme restaurant, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. But he soon discovers that nothing at Freddy's is what it seems. Oh man! I just realized it was directed by a woman. Uh, yeah, fun. Who directed The Wind, which I wanted to see, but it has a three. It has a three on Letterbox, which is not oh. you know too terribly bad. Not horrible. No. Um. So yeah. So Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I mean, everything is not what it seems like. Even the very this very movie, what I thought I was going to be watching, like this plot did not unfold in any ways that I thought this movie was you know going to be. Um, which was kind of interesting. And what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be more akin to like Willy's Wonderland, you know, that we already watched where he's going to be trapped in that location fighting uh, the animatronics. But there's like a lot more plot going on than just that, for sure. Now, what do you what did you know of the video game? All I know about it, like I know very little other than when it first came out, I was in college. I remember it was like a big hit what is that there something something out on my street we don't get a leaf sucker upper so i don't know what the fuck it is but some sort of monster is outside is what it it sounds like um but yeah uh no what i know about the game is when i was in college it came out like internet people were all over it like uh and talking about how creepy and cool it was because it was a survival game where you play a security guard at night and the animatronics come alive and you gotta you gotta avoid them and it had a cool aesthetic and that's it that's all i knew and i saw some people play it here or there but uh didn't really know much about any deeper story or lore which i know there's a ton now because they made more games so yeah i was watching a video on it and like sort of comparing the movie with the games and i didn't realize there's like a whole book series Mm -hmm. there's like all these spinoffs there's like five Maybe almost, I think there's a sixth one coming out this year of like the regular game and then a bunch of sp- like maybe three spinoffs and then a bunch of books. So like the lore is heavy. And they said in this particular video that the lore also sort of like doesn't necessarily always follow itself like accurately, like it sort uh-huh. of jumps all over the place. But it it's so bizarre, like and just so I'm so fascinated by the fact that um that that it was such a phenomenon that it made so much money. Like, 
Yeah. I was less surprised after Josh Korngut was on and he said that that's the most listened to episode that they have of Development Hell. Mm-hmm. That Because of that, I wasn't as surprised thinking, oh, I guess I didn't realize people were fucking crazy about this. Like, game, like, did everyone fucking play it? Did you play it on your computer? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a computer game, but that's the thing, too. And I think Josh touched on this as well when we had him on, which was that it was aimed at, like, you know specifically my age group like people that grew up with you know we were in college when the game came out that's who they were trying to reach uh we grew up with chuck e cheese and we had like reference for this thing that they were turning into a scary sinister thing Mm -hmm. um but it was kids it was kids like literally the game was not aimed at children but like for some reason like children latched onto this thing like i think it's you know it's not overtly like gory and super scary uh so it's not like i wouldn't say it's inappropriate for children um but yeah no it was like kids that latched onto it which i think was a surprise this whole generation that you're like they have no real not the same level of experience with things like chuck e cheese so you're kind of surprised that it resonates with them exactly but but they love they love it that's who loves it i remember at my what my last the job uh, the office I worked at before where I'm at now, I had a coworker and his daughter who was like a preteen. That was her favorite thing in the world was uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. She loved it. So, huh. yeah, I just remember like, oh, that's interesting that young kids are really this is their like horror thing. Yeah, it's it could have been a found footage film based on what I now know of the game. Yeah, the game is sort of like a lot of security footage and like, like you are Mike, who is the character is Josh Hutcherson's character's name. Like mm-hmm. you are him as like a security guard and he's listening to like instructions from the previous security guard, which according to the thing I watched may have very well been the security guard that in the very beginning of this movie gets killed. So like, mm-hmm. it sounds like they did really good fan service by all of these little things that they tied in yes from the games that mm-hmm. like if you were diehard fan of the game you would get a lot of the references and be like oh that's a nod to this character that shows up in the books or whatever um and then they combined some things as well like in the first five nights at freddy's this is not the restaurant they're at they're at a different restaurant i mm-hmm. guess like five like whatever it's called fat bear freddy Vatuza Freddy Fazbear's. <laughs> yeah. I don't like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> At that restaurant doesn't show up till like the third game. It's mm. so like the idea, like hearing all the stuff of the games and the spinoffs and the books, like really made my head spin. Plus, I have COVID, so <laughs> yeah, that's like the two things. It was a lot though. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, no. It, it, now that we're talking about it, like. The next closest movie I think I can relate this thing to, though, actually, is the first Silent Hill movie, where with that, they turned a video game series that already had like when they made the first Silent Hill movie, there had already been like three or four, I think, like Silent Hill games at that time. That is that's another series that has a deep lore uh, around it that is also convoluted and sometimes contradicts itself just like uh five nights at freddy's uh-huh. and they tried to put all of it into one movie like that was sort of the thing where you're like it's not necessarily a bad movie it's just hard to follow because mm-hmm. they put way too much plot into it and if you don't understand like if you're not familiar with the lore already you're gonna get lost in a lot of uh ways but there's tons of fan service throughout it so i feel like i think Five, Night at, Five Nights at Freddy's, this movie is doing something similar where it's combining like multiple video game plot lines into one story, trying to fold them all together. I'm uh-huh. sure this is this this movie's probably great if you're like a mega fan of the video games or the, you know, all the media that already exists. Um, but as a like casual like me coming in, there was a lot of stuff that I'm just like, I'm not even sure what's going on anymore. But you know, it was fun enough. I did not hate this. I saw online like people either really disliked this or they loved it. So I, I kind of fell in the middle, I think. So I I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. I really went because I really didn't like Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. And I did not think I was going to like this at all. For the most part, I like it more. I think, like, aesthetically, I like the look and feel of it. I like some of the music. I mm-hmm. love the vibe of, 
like the Chuck E. Cheese, like the Freddy Fazbear's Chuck E. Cheese showbiz pizza is what it was in Montana. Um, but I love, I love the colors and everything like that. I liked the, I was more into the characters of like Mike and Abby mm-hmm. um, than I was with whatever Nicolas Cage was. Yeah. Um, but it does. And I just realized like he probably spends five nights there. Like I didn't even put that together until like right now that he probably spent five nights there. Hence yep. making the title a truth. Uh, but that's the whole crux of the video game is you're the security guard. And can you make it through five nights? And Working there's all there. these like nods to the video game. Like it always would start like at 6 a.m. You would have made it through the night. So like at the beginning, there's a clock that says that, like all like I was amazed by all of these clever things that and there were like two popular youtubers that really championed the game and did a lot of play with me or something it's called like there's a thing that's called something like that uh uh, let's plays let's play and they did these let's play videos and got the game like helped to make the game really popular so like the waiter at the restaurant is one of them and the cab driver is another one oh very cool and then at one point there's like a, a quick little shot of um, uh, employees of the month in the background, and that's a bunch of other YouTubers that also helped make the oh, video game so popular. And I'm like, that is just so cool. That so, is like, super there cool. There are all these like really cool elements that I feel like added to like if you were a big lover of the game that probably made you really appreciate the movie and realize they put some time and thought into it. Mm-hmm. So I I I dig that. I would have liked more gore and stuff. Of course, I would have loved a nice R rating. Like yeah. they, they just sort of trudge around. They're so like heavy footed mm-hmm. that it's not. I don't find them particularly scary. But like, there's a great scene where a character gets like bitten half, and the way they do that is very PG thirteen. But it looks so great. It's done with like shadow, yeah, and, and things. But it just it looks cool. Yeah, it looks like, really cool. Yeah, I loved that. Um, so yes, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but like. If you've not seen this movie or played the game, essentially in this movie, there is a security guard who's down on his luck. He has this little sister who you think is his daughter for the longest time. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. I thought it was his daughter until they're like, oh, it's my sister. (laughs) Who I doubt Danny still listens to this, but this reminds me of Danny and Nick Yoakum's daughter. Um, She looks so much like her as a younger girl, I feel. Um, But yes, so she's super cute. She also sort of looks like Dora the Explorer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh um so he's down on his luck and he takes his job at this broken down place where um there are these like you know creepy animatronics it's like an old showbiz or old um chuck e cheese and his sister played by mary stewart masters and mary stewart masterson yes um she is there and she's like playing like you know his evil aunt um who wants like to get the daughter or the sister you know under her wing because he she thinks that he's like you know, unfit guardian unfit guardian and along the way matthew Stu- um matthew lillard is like the the boss of this place like who gets him hired in and is just delicious like he's like the best yeah. part about this movie matthew lillard is a goddamn treasure like he he, j- he just does not do anything half-assed like every role he's in he goes 110 percent. it's awesome daddy lillard and along the way, so this Mike, played by, um, what's his butt, Josh Hutchinson, he had mm-hmm. a little brother who was kidnapped when he was a kid, and he's just trying to, like, he's never been able to let it go, and somehow it all intertwines with the weirdness that's happening at this yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, is essentially the low and dirty down, and... And just weird plot twist after weird plot twist. But so much left unresolved in the way that like a sequel can pick up and it wasn't all resolved here. And do more. Yes. And do more. So I'm very, I will definitely see the next one, which is not something I would have said before, because I I want to see where certain things go in this story. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the plotting of this thing makes me think of, uh, to quote, as, as I'm watching on Disney Plus, the Goosebumps series, which sure. has been fun. But to quote R.L. Stein, uh, you know, every story has three elements, a beginning, a middle and a twist. So there <laughs> you go. And there's some good mute, like the music that like the animatronics like sing. I think there's maybe one song, maybe two, but it's so fun. It seems just so, I mean, in like show Chuck E. Cheese, whatever, it used to be like songs you would know but sung by other people yeah we i always used to go to as a kid we had major magics that was nearby Uh, and major magic was this big goofy looking you know uh army dude so that was fun 
Major magics. Sure, yeah, he was sure. like, if I remember, he was like a combo of like a wizard and a general or something like that. It was, it was uh-huh. fun. It was weird, but good times. <laughs> um, and there's also this instructional video in it. Like, now that you're working here, here's what you should know. Um, so that's kind of fun. I think it's done very, like, it looks very realistic in the, the time yeah. frame and all. And, and it, it does the creepy glitch stuff that I love when media does that with old technology because tapes used to, like, it was old and warped enough, it would glitch out sometimes in really freaky ways. So the old, like, haunted videotape gimmick, love it. And later on, once, so some things happen and eventually Abby... Mike's little sister has to come along with him to work and she becomes friends with the animatronics and she introduces him then to them. But I wanted that to be a part of the instructional video. Like I wanted to meet them then Mm -hmm. I felt like we waited too long to get introduced to them for those of us who don't know who the Mm -hmm. fuck they are. Yeah. Cause we meet Freddie, Bonnie, Hotsey and Chica. But then also one of like, so those these little ghost children that intertwine here. And there's one that doesn't fit any of those characters. And that's, I had to look it up because I, I watched this first in California with my friend, um, with my friend Sebastian. So shout out Sebastian. Um, and we watched it and he was like, who is that little blonde kid? And I was like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And the blonde kid is blonde or gold, gold Freddy is what he's called. And the, the, oh. In the games. Gold Freddy. But you would never know that. Okay. <laughs> and you do see Gold Freddy at one point when he comes to retrieve Abby from a particular place. That's a different Freddy than uh, the normal Freddy. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, that one looks different. What is going he on? Is, so, yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a security guard, Vanessa, who's played by Elizabeth Lale from You. Now, did you watch You on Netflix? No. Nope. I feel like you would enjoy it. Okay. Because it's like sort of, you know, it's a um, not an anti-hero. Is an anti-hero like a villain that you root for, that you're like yes. on their side? Essentially, oh. an anti-hero is a villain you root for. The like, anti-hero, got it. Yeah. Like t- Tony Soprano or Walter White, you know, they're awful, yes. but you're you're in it to see them succeed anyway. So, so yeah, I, I feel like you would like it. It has a little bit of an American Psycho sort of vibe to it. But okay, Bex from that is. Vanessa here. Right. She's she's very pretty. Um, so yeah, I I find the design really cool and the and the attention to detail. There were other video game things like just the way the office was set up and stuff that I just was like, wow, if I was into this game, I would have been like super impressed. Yeah. I think so. I think this is like this is one of those great fan service movies for people that are fans of the game. Now, which of the animatronics did you like the most uh i liked at the end uh okay. i thought the most effectively creepy one is uh, spring bonnie yeah at the end when that one shows up uh that was which is cool. also interesting because the name of that is spring bonnie and then there's another bonnie so there seems to be different ver and i wonder if in the game it's like there's like a n- different land or you know yeah different, different versions of the that, same, like, yeah because there is there's spring bonnie there's gold freddy so there's yeah. different versions of the characters we've already met here these main ones yep yeah i thought the spring bonnie one was effectively creepy when that showed up i was like yeah. oh cool this is cool okay i yeah, like yeah. this i like that too i really like the cupcake which i don't think really i think it has oh yeah the cupcake was super cool cupcake, too though. yeah the cupcake is amazing yeah the cupcake is superb yeah and then i really liked there's a babysitter in it and i really liked her i really liked max i just loved her look i loved her vibe mm-hmm. and um and yeah i wanted more of her but you know someone's yeah. got to go <laughs> yeah and i feel like this movie could not have had i mean like they did amazingly like i love the use of practical effects for the most part with these yeah. things they're cool yeah. as hell um but i feel like the budget must not have been too big on this like i think it must have been a modest budget because you don't have a lot of characters or locations uh because i feel like maybe the next one will be bigger in scope which would be cool I also, sorry, of course, this video, I have all this little wealth of knowledge, but their eyes in the video game glow like silver, mm. and they made the choice in the game and the movie to have them glow red, all except for Spring Bonnie's eyes are the silver, like in the in the book. 
<laughs> or in the games. Yeah, so the games, it's like it's just um, and then there are like little eight bit sort of games that yeah. happen, and they look like the credits. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of cool. Like again, playing sort of fan service to like, hey, if you played all the games, you're gonna yeah, really enjoy this. You go. And there's some Easter eggs in the credits that I won't okay. say here because they sort of ruin certain things. Are there mm-hmm. a little bit of spoilers if you know if you're paying attention or on your second time around? Because I rewatched this last night and I still really liked it. So yeah, yeah, that's this also was kind of a surprise. It, it was fun. I was surprised. I saw enough people like trashing it. That I was like, oh, maybe this is not so great, but I liked it. So, yeah, I I will um definitely check out a sequel, and I'm sure one is forthcoming because it's made well over a hundred million at this point. Its yeah. budget was twenty million. Okay, so that's you know not that, not that huge, sounds like pretty decent. That's not huge. That's like a, a that's a what do they used to call those mid mid range budgets. Uh, where it's it's not little, it's more than an indie movie, but it's not like you know a Marvel movie which gets like two hundred million dollars to get made. So, but you'd probably imagine with it doing as well as it did, they'll double that, right? Oh, easily, yeah. The next yeah. one will probably be double the budget because they know they'll make money back on it. But then they'll bring in there's all these other characters like the Vanessa character. There's this interesting storyline with her down the line with this. Um, I can't remember. It's a name like Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, this interesting character there's some like brainwashing and and yeah so and one thing that i also really loved was in the dream sequences like you see the sort of same setup multiple times for how the dream goes and i love there's like this is so silly but like there's like spilled soda and the soda like goes over the edge of like this wooden picnic table and it like sizzles and bubbles on it and that the sensation of that or whatever like i just loved like that attention to detail like it just the sound mixed with seeing it like bubble up on the wood like it just was so effective to me i'm like i love that like i don't know just something inside of me that yeah some energy (laughs) excellent because i am weird yeah that's like your asmr stuff or whatever i guess for you yeah cool Well, yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, this was again, and it was so like it had so much going on. I want to rewatch it now, honestly, because I feel like there's stuff I didn't catch or want to make sure I understood fully. So good on you for making a movie that makes people want to revisit it. The one thing I could have done without, quite honestly, is there's a scene where they all make a fort. And I just felt I just was like, eh. oh, yeah, that's like probably the most filler scene right there total filler just doesn't make a lot of sense i'm like no no yeah can we talk spoilers for a sec like we're at the end right okay yep yep okay just so let's talk spoilers skip to the uh, you know <laughs> just end the episode here if you are worried about spoilers so first of all i want to say the cool thing in the credits is at one point you see spring bonnie which is the the you know the killer rabbit or whatever and it's like taking off its mask and you don't see what's underneath it but it's when it gives matthew lillard's name mm-hmm. so it's sort of saying like here's who the killer is or who, yep. who the bunny is rather um but i'm also i have a couple things one i don't fully understand although the ghost kids in the dream i know were like like they sort of made a deal with mike of like you'll never have to have these horrible dreams again if you give us abby but also like I don't know, like, where were they going to put her? Like, I also, like, they get along with her so well. Why do they want to kill her? Yeah. Although it exactly. seemed like there was, like, some control happening, right? Yeah, because they kept mentioning that um, Matthew Lillard's character also controls them somehow by, like, yeah. having them imprisoned in the animatronics. He has some influence on them. So uh, the evil behavior, I'm assuming, is his influence. Uh, whereas by their true nature, they're just little kids. So. And you would think that, therefore, Mike's brother who got kidnapped should be along one, the way somewhere. One of them. That's the thing, too, where I'm like, that's probably for a sequel. I yeah, imagine. Because if what he's ha- not one of them, it feels like he should be something if all these other ones were. Yeah. And if there's other restaurants, maybe he's at another restaurant. Yeah. 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 So. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. That's what I'm curious about. And it was it did there. seem sort of like convoluted where i'm like okay so the employment agency you work 
for happens to be the guy, the serial killer, you know, you're looking for of these children, like that also course, created yeah. that also created Freddy's yeah. uh, apparently as a means to enslave children's spirits, I guess. But I mean, <laughs> you know, that's 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 this lore is big and crazy. So I'm sure there's like other installments that explain the hows and the whys. And but like. I, I love that kind of stuff. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a straight horror movie is fine where you can just have a killer that kills like Halloween. He's just evil. That's all you need to know. And then they try to over explain it and that doesn't really work. But other stuff, sometimes it's fun to have some lore uh, to dig into. So, you know, that's, that's cool. That's cool, too. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you'd like to say? No, I think that's it. Other than just this was a pleasant surprise, really. Like yeah. ultimately, like I remember seeing the trailers a million times and thinking, like, I am not gonna like this movie yeah. <laughs> if I see it. Uh, and then to be like, oh no, I did like this movie. So yeah, there I you had go. No plans to see it yet. Here yep. we are, and didn't hate it. So and we enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, out of five, what? I don't know. I was gonna say out of five, biting cupcakes. That's exactly what I was gonna. I was gonna say cupcakes. So biting cupcakes is better. Yeah, five biting cupcakes. What do you give? F N A F, as they call it. I give it a solid three. That is precisely what I'm gonna give it. And therefore, we have a scare of approval. Scare of approval. Yeah, we do. Nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I wonder. It, it, I made the comparison, of course, to Silent, the Silent Hill movie, which is a movie that over time, when it first came out, I remember thinking like it was OK, but not like great. But I've like revisited it over the years and I've grown to like it more and oh, more as time have. goes on. Yeah, that's one. It's that's a weird one. I've had a weird history with the Silent Hill movie where I've grown to enjoy it more and more every time I I tend to revisit it every few years. And uh my most recent rewatch was this past Halloween. And I'm like, this is an awesome movie. I don't know what it is, what's changed, but I like it more and more. I'm wondering if Freddy's is going to do the same thing over time. Okay. Cause I got we'll a see. similar sort of vibe from it as I did seeing silent Hill the first time. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to write to us and tell us what you thought of five nights at Freddy's scaring and sharing at gmail.com or follow us on Insta scaring and sharing all one word. That's right. And um, thanks for listening. And Jeremy, thanks for being here, even when I'm sick. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get to Thanksgiving. I feel like that's something we cannot pass up from the heat that that movie's getting. So I know. Um, So we'll be back, y'all. See you next week. Maybe we'll have Thanksgiving come out on Thanksgiving. That'd be cool if we can make it it happen. While you're going to grandmother's house, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, well, um, remember, hail Paymon. And who gives a fuck about movies? <laughs> and keep watching and talking about scary movies because scaring is sharing. Bye. Uh... Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.